This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Technion Israel Institute of Technology is where some of Israel's brightest minds ask the biggest question of all. What if? What if they could take on the world's biggest challenges? What if they could develop life-changing, environmental, scientific, health, medical, and technological discoveries that will make a huge impact on Israel and the planet? But they don't just ask the question, they answer it too. They turn those ideas into reality. They make them happen. To see just some of the incredible things they've achieved, get the Technion Booklet of Wonders at ats.org slash wonders. We hope it inspires you to give them your support so they can keep doing what they do best. The American Technion Society. World-changing discoveries by Israel's brightest minds made possible by you. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. This week, we released our 50th wartime diary. Next week is Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. And as a way of marking this milestone, and these dates, Yochai Meital and I will have a series of onstage conversations in New York and Cleveland. We'll discuss the process of creating wartime diaries, talk about some of the challenges we've encountered, the dilemmas we've had, the insights we've gained, So if you want to hear what covering the evolving story of this war has been like for us, we'd love to see you at one of our events. All the details are on our site, israelstory.org. And meanwhile, wishing us all calm and peaceful days ahead. Hey listeners, it's Mishi. So, as you know, during these incredibly difficult days, we're trying to bring you voices we're hearing among and around us. These aren't stories, they're just quick conversations, or postcards really, that try to capture slivers of life right now. You know, wars are often told through numbers, of the dead, the wounded, the missing, the misplaced. But behind each one of those numbers, of course, there's a person, a family, a community whose life has been altered forever. For two weeks now we've been hearing stories of survival. Stories that seem to belong to a different era. Ones we never imagined we'd hear again, at least not on this scale. And today, we'll hear one such story. The story of Yarnin Peled of Kibbutz Beri, 
who survived the carnage of October 7th. Between them, Yarnin and his partner Daphna Shamir have five adult children, two of whom, Ido and Yahel, were also on Kibbutz Beri, in their own homes, on that horrific Saturday morning. Yarnin and Daphna have been evacuated to Kibbutz Magan Michael, between Chadera and Haifa, which is where our producers Mitch Ginsberg and Adina Karpuch recorded their story. If you could first just start by introducing yourself, that would be great. Um, my name is Yarnin Peled. Some people know me as a bicycle guy. I live in Kibbutz Berry, born and raised. Um, it's a very close community with the bad and good because it can be very supportive and it can be very demanding. It's still a community that, unlike a lot of kibbutz, everybody's salary is still going to the same pot and everybody's getting uh, a budget for a year. Could you describe to me your life, what it looked like on Friday, the 6th of October? It's a weekend, it's Friday, and we get ready for uh, eve of uh, the last eve of Sukkot. Um, I went riding, Daphna went running with Phoebe, the dog, got back home and started preparing the dinner uh, for um, the kids and guests in the sukkah. Everybody's excited and next Sunday back to normal after all the holidays. So for me, it's uh, extra excitement. I like my uh, routine. We're outside in the sukkah. It's a brilliant weather. Everybody's around the table having a laugh and fun. And up till uh, small hours of the night and then we each one going on his own way and happily ever after and then the morning of the seventh we woke up and since we went to sleep very late and more than one glass of wine so we decided to take our time usually Daphne is out the door about 5.30, quarter to 6, and I'm about 6.15 outside the door. And this time, 6.30. We start walking, and then all hell broke loose. I mean, we know when something's starting, and we know the, the bombs and, you know, and everything, but this time was extra. The amount of rockets and the Iron Dome missiles shooting it down, I mean, it was really more than ever we got into the safe room and there is an app for uh, messages inside the kibbutz that usually it's for you know daily life of a community not something special but this time it was messaging and echoing messages of other people in the kibbutz from their safe room about what's going on and then we realized there are tourists inside walking around the kibbutz and since you are inside the safe room and everything is closed, you don't see outside. So you just get these messages and they get worse by the minute. They up my stairs. They try to break the door, go and save this house. And everybody asking, please send the army, send the army. Someone come and save me. But there is no one to come and save you. More than a hundred came and raided the kibbutz. So most of the first line of defense actually been killed very quickly. Outside there's shooting, there's gunfire all the time and then explosions and you don't exactly know where from because it's all over. 
Where's the army? Send someone to help. Our safe room have a corridor getting into the door. So I said, okay, they can shoot us from any direction but the door. This is what they see. So I'll be standing at the side holding the door closed. And if they shoot or something, we are at the side. So this is the only plan I have. And if they get in, may God be with me. Um, few hours later, we get a message that don't open the door unless we get this code. And so we send it to the kids. And about five, ten minutes later, we get a message. It's been compromised. Don't use this code. Don't open the door unless you're absolute certain. It's IDF soldiers outside. But Ido and his girlfriend have no battery left, or almost, so they don't open the, the messages all the time. So they don't see the message that of the don't. That, and, that it's been compromised. Yeah. And we are terrified. We don't know what, what is going on. They open the door, and it's the Hamas. We are, as parents inside the safe room, scared to death. And the siblings that are away from Barry don't get messages. They call, but there's no message. There's no feedback. And like Naomi is in Tel Aviv. She's the youngest, 18. And like, Yahel, Yahel. You know, you see the messages and it's question mark, question mark, answer. What, why don't you answer? Until we get a message, we're out. At this moment... I remember when they gave been born and it's again so happy and now everything can collapse they are safe and Ido is going to the soldiers and say you have to rescue my mom Daphna is sick she has a medical situation and she's getting dehydrated and she'd be afraid to tell me how bad she's feeling because I'd go outside and bring whatever she needs to save her. So it's, what it, does it help me when you're dead? You do not go outside. I'm okay. But inside, she's not. After the, especially after the kids are out, she said, okay, I'll die in here. And it's okay. And... And here Daphna is coming. It's my 51st birthday today. Thank you. And so, but again, so we're inside and we hear the army already is getting in, start to get people outside, and there's shooting all over, a real war going downstairs, and then it's quiet, and then it's coming back, and then it's again, and eventually we get a phone call from one of the kibbutz that is leading the soldiers, Yanin, we are downstairs, do not come down until we call you. And then half a minute later, Go down now. I got nothing for myself, just some 
water uh, for Daphna and food for Phoebe and then we go down. Once you open the door, the first thing that hits you is the smell. You know exactly what it is, but you bear it aside now. This is not the time to be emotional about it. Everything is chaotic and you are always being driven by the, the troops outside. You have to keep on moving, keep on moving to the center, be in the center. Don't move to the side. Okay, don't look left. Close all the kids' eyes. Don't let them see. Of course, curiosity is stronger than, than us. So I look and, and you see dead people, uh, burned houses. Some of them still are burning. And Phoebe is pushing uh, and pulling like she never did before. And the soldiers say, look, I'm sorry, but you have to drag her. Drag her with you if you need. You can't stand here. You have to keep on moving. Keep on moving. And this is the way it's moving on. Like you don't have time to, to do anything. Just move, move and tell the tell you, stop. Cover to the sides. See everything is safe. Move on. Move on forward. Move on, move on until you're out. We lost contact with my sister and her husband at uh, 11.10, their last message to her daughter. Two days ago, we got the message that my sister is, has been kidnapped and she's in Gaza. Her husband is missing. Her mom is dead. We don't have the same mom in case people. So this is the situation now. My father is 90 three years old. He's been with his uh, caretaker in the safe room that been broken down and they've been with Hamas for about hour or two and they left him because he's old and took the Indian caretaker. But there's no place in the van to go to Gaza so they pushed her outside and that's what saved her life. We still don't know who's missing because uh, the body haven't been identified yet and who has been kidnapped. And as Tom Hand said about his Emily, a nine-year-old daughter, that he heard that she's dead and he said, I'm relieved. Between the two options left, this is the better one. And you realize that we are a 1,200 people community more than a hundred killed. Last night we've got a list of those that are confirmed dead and those that are still missing. And for me, I look at this list and I said, oh, this is a list for people to set the table before Passover. And this is a list to, to clean after the Passover. Like, because you know those people, this is where you see so many people in a, one list, not people that are dead or missing. So it's hard to to get it and to understand, comprehend and to, to grasp. Day after day, there is another funeral, another. It's not one, it's about five funeral here every day that you have to pick one to go to because you can be everywhere. Then you see photos of the kibbutz itself. Some of it is like as it was serene and beautiful and green. And the other is like burned down, turned down. Daphna is saying, I'm never coming back unless the situation is completely different than it was. Because as it was, it cannot go on. It has to be different. For me, it's my house, my home from 
our life force. So I don't see any other option. Um, there's a lot to build, rebuild. <laughs> We recorded the conversation with Yernin on Wednesday, October 18th. Three days later, he was notified that the bodies of his sister and her husband had been identified.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.